Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from our God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Um, in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today, we find ourselves starting in a brand new series called Labeled. You may notice on the, the front of the bulletin or the graphic that's on the screen, a, a cup that has a name of labeled. You may have gone to this designated coffee shop that writes your name on the cup as you pick it up so it's yours. There are times in our lives where, where we are labeled. It could be our name. It could be other things. Before um, Addie was even born, in fact, her first picture, she looked like this in the belly. So I don't know how to, so we called her squid from the word go, and that's still her name at times. She's got a little squid octopus thing on her backpack. It's just what we call her. Lily looked like a polywog, and so our children have names from ultrasounds early on. But some of us, hmm? I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> we really should apologize to our children for that. Um, but some of us have gotten labels from other places. In middle school or high school, I, I played softball. And as a catcher, my eyes were always at the sun and everybody else were facing me. So I wore sunglasses to protect myself. And my coach called me Hollywood from day one. And it stuck, right? So labels, they could be fun. They could be silly. Others maybe have defining characteristics about us. I've been called nerd before, so has Jonathan, so has Addie. These are names that we just kind of carry. We, we like to study. If something draws our attention, we're going to look it up. We want to know more. We appreciate those things. I've also been called a, a sports enthusiast. Now, there's people in here that take it a little bit higher than I do, but I do believe there's a date coming in 27 days until kickoff, right? Anybody else got that on their calendar? I know some people, yes, I see nods, right? It represents passions that we're a part of, something we're about. So maybe what we look like, maybe a little fun play, tongue-in-cheek stuff, maybe things that we're involved in, but there can be labels that maybe are not so good. Labels like, well, my grandfather was an angry man. My father was an angry man. Therefore, I'm angry. I've always struggled with fill in the blank. It's just always a part of who I am. I wrestle with this. This, this thing defines me. This is what's about. It's 
the negative things. My mom treats me like trash. My boyfriend treats me like trash. Therefore, I must be trash. I've just always been a warrior. Warrior? Warrior. There you go. I can't help it. It's just who I am. We define these things. These things can define us. So I question for you today is, what labels have you adopted? The fun nicknames? The things that you're passionate about, connected to? Or is it the labels that we give into? That we let the world place on us? There's labels that you've received just for showing up here today, right? Good, bad, or otherwise. Somebody is giving us these labels. We're letting other things define us in these moments. And I want to remind you today that no matter who or what has labeled you, God gets the first and God gets the last. We say he is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end for a reason. God, the creator of everything, spoke the first word about you. And at the end of time, God will speak the last word about you. So what I want to suggest today is that no matter who you are, what label you have, One of the best things we can do in our life is to discover what God has labeled us. What God has spoken about you. Because that's defining. That can radically reshape who we are. It can change our future. No matter what stage of life we find ourselves at. So as Kate beautifully read this morning in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, this letter has a lot to say about who we are. And in looking at chapter 1, you see what he's speaking. If we pick up just again at verse 3 for a moment, It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. You see what Paul begins with. First, he begins with praise to God. God is worthy of our praise. Dona nobis pacum, right? Pacum, I'll get it right. Grant us peace. Grant us peace, Lord. He's worthy of our our praise, of our worship, of everything that we have. And Paul starts with that. We praise God because we get the benefit. God created. God sustained. And so in this place, in what Paul is writing, may we see the blessings, the spiritual blessings from God. 
The blessings are not our favorite stuffed animals, although we can probably name them. They're not cars or wealth or the things that, that we want, our possessions, our spiritual being, our connection with God. You see, we are worthy of God's judgment. For we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have done things that separate us from God. And yet God continues to bless. God continues to pour himself out in us. May we see these blessings and turn and give our praise back to God. That there would be a peace in our heart and life. The highest response to all this is to give God the praise and the glory. But I want us to notice that label. The first label from Christ, from verse 4, is that he chose us. Before the foundation of the world. Before Genesis 1-1 where they separated The picture of being chosen is, is powerful, right? It's important. Everybody wants to be chosen. You want to be chosen for the job. You want to be chosen as the spouse. You want them to say, yes, does he like me? Do I look good enough? Is it okay? You want to be selected. Now, this might involve therapy for some of you, but, but let's for a moment just go back to middle school. It's hard, I know, I know. But there was a game that we played called Warball. One, I don't think they call it that anymore. And if they do, the rules have probably changed to be a little less violent. But they would line the red rubber balls. You know what I'm talking about? The good-sized rubber on the center of the basketball court. There were cones at the back. And the goal was to either pluck every single person on the other team off by hitting them or by knocking the cones down, right? Anybody played war ball before? See? Let us go to God in prayer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but to start it all off, the game was set. The PE teacher would choose two captains. And if you were selected as captain, you were it. Golden the rest of the day. Your name could be on the board 37 times for misbehaving in class, but you were war ball captain, right? But what about if you weren't chosen? You were at the mercy of that captain. Do they like me? Is this my friend? If they were your friend, good to go. But if not, where you were chosen in line, what does that say about you? Now, I was short in middle school, did not even hit five feet until kind of sophomore year of high school. There was a, a spurt that happened later in life, but, but I wanted to be chosen. But being shorter, you seemed weak. You seemed less. And there were people in my middle school that probably could have been recruited by the Braves because of how they could throw that red rubber ball directly at someone's head. But to be chosen is important. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, tells us that God chose you and I before the earth's foundation. 
Before anything came to be, God chose you. And before he spoke you into existence, you are God's first pig. That label is chosen. This imagery follows beautifully from the Old Testament. Israel was chosen by God. I want you to listen. It's from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 through 8. Listen to how Moses describes the selection of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. You are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people. His treasured possession. The Lord did not set his affection on you and chose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors. That he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. There was nothing that Israel did to warrant their selection. They weren't the biggest and the baddest. There was nothing. They, they looked the part. They acted the part. There was nothing. In fact, the world was telling them they were less, that they must work that they must serve, that they will never amount to anything, that their life is at the hands of the Egyptians from daylight to dark. The world is telling us something. But it's not what God is saying. Remember, God gets the first and the last. You are chosen. You are called by God. That's what God did with Israel. He simply said, you are my people. Set them apart from the rest of the world before the foundation. Paul says that we are chosen in him. This tells us something critically important. This is why I know that we are loved by God because it is not what we look like, what we act like. It is not what we have done. It's not what we have said or left unsaid. It's not the people we serve or the things that we can give money to. None of that. God chooses us simply because of his love for you. Not our actions. Before anyone was made, God decided that he was going to have people that would belong to him, that would love him. You've said yes to that. So what does this look like? How does this play out in our hearts? I want to share with you just a few things that are true because you are chosen. One, you have value. God doesn't choose you based on your value. You are given value because he chose you. Do you see the difference? It's not because of who I am that I'm valued. But it's because I'm chosen that I'm valued. In a world that continuously devalues us. That says we're not enough. 
The labels that I heard growing up, I'm not smart enough, not strong enough, not tall enough, I'm not man enough. You know, being a female preacher, you hear that a little bit. We let what the world says devalue. But I'm chosen by God. You are chosen by God. And because of that, you have value. You are chosen. You have value. You have a purpose. No matter where you are in life, you have a purpose. Right here in this place, when you leave, where you go to eat, where you do in your home, what you do at your job, you have a purpose. What you do in retirement, what you do in the line at Walmart, inviting people, right? What you do has purpose. And our purpose is revealed as we grow in that relationship with Jesus. You are chosen, you have value, you have purpose, and last, you have possibility. Sometimes we think we're coming to the end of that stage of life, right? There are people that are just starting on that journey and taking the next steps with, with college and, and what they're going to be. Their future is wide open before them. And there are others of us here that have turned the page and living in retirement. And again, the future is wide open. But we let the world say, but it's just limited. Wherever you are, whatever stage you are chosen, you have value, purpose, and unlimited possibilities in the love of God. But you've got to choose to be chosen. You hear that? You've got to choose Christ. You've got to choose to be what and who God called you to be. You've got to choose to be His. And grab hold of what God has already spoken over all of you. In just a moment, we will turn to the table of Holy Communion and we will proclaim the things that we have done and left undone. But as the body of Christ, we stand saying, God, forgive. You were chosen as His redeemed, you are forgiven. May we come and receive the blessing of God. Receive the calling he's placed upon us. And live it out with his value speaking over us. With his purpose and fire within us. And all the possibilities he's given. You are chosen people of God. Receive it, choose him, and live in the blessings of his love. Let us pray. God, we know that, that you have called us. And may we be chosen by you and, and seek to be holy and walk blameless with you. Speak into our hearts now the calling you've placed in us what you are calling us to be. 
We do not deserve the love you've poured out. But you give it to us if we but ask. May we respond in your love this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.